Welcome to A Counselor's Journey to Private Practice. I'm your host, Juan, and this podcast teaches mental health professionals to cultivate curiosity and build ambition in their journey to starting, growing, and scaling a private practice. Let's dive into the episode. You know, how are you doing today? I want to start with that. And, and I wish you were here with me. You know, hopefully your answer is you're doing well. I am sharing space with you right now in the midst of this COVID crisis. And my practice, my private practice, Santos Counseling, has been affected by it. The clinicians in the group practice have been affected by it. And, and it looks like the entire community, you know, all the way from the U.S. to all the other countries around us and nations, we are affected. So I wanted to take time today before we dive into the episode looking at, you know, how do we structure our counseling practice so that it's COVID friendly, if you will, or so that it strives and, and, and is successful during COVID. I wanted to thank you. I listen to podcasts um, maybe too much, and I know that it's time that I donate to someone else. So right now you're donating time to me, you're sharing space with me, and I know that you're here because you, you know you're you're building your life, you're building nuggets, you're looking for those key pieces to connect the dots so that you can grow, scale, and transform your private practice. So that maybe you can go from fifty thousand to two hundred thousand. So maybe you can go from serving clients in the office to transforming your practice, where you're creating courses and eBooks, and and your passive income allows you to be more present at home. Whatever the reason may be, you're in this journey. I am in this journey. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being here. As I'm saying this, I stick my hand out because I wish that you were here. I would shake it. So let's do a virtual shake with each other. Maybe a virtual hug too. Now with the topic of today. Um, you know, maybe we should start it a little bit different, you know, instead of just jumping right into, you know, here's marketing, here's this, here's that, let's slow the ball down and look at self-care. Some of you out there, you may be parents like me, um, or, you know, you're, you're navigating life and you're looking at, man, my anxiety is up. My worry is up. It's, it's a weird thing, you know, being distant from people. Um, I grew up in the American Republic and we're probably way too close like our physical proximity to each other. <laughs> I know my, my wife, she's American. She was, she was born here in the U.S. And she'll joke with me at times because I, I'm a very close person. I love the closeness. So now being distant from others, it's it, it, it tickles me the wrong way, if you will, the six-foot proximity. And maybe it does too uh, affect you in that way. And I want to have this conversation before we dive deeper into um, strategies to build a practice because I think self-care is essential. You know, if we are not doing well as clinicians and business owners with our self-care, then it doesn't matter what marketing strategy or what m- manner we restructure our business. We're going to be too tired to function, you know, and we need to function. We need to be able to eat well, sleep well, and take care of ourselves. So I want to share a couple of strategies with you when it comes to self-care. One of them is movement. I find myself now being behind uh, behind the mic or behind the video doing sessions, and it's different than in the past. You know, in the past, I would be in my chair working with a patient or doing a podcast episode, and then I would step out and, and, and go out there, mingle, you know, say what's up to one of the uh, neighbors, John, who's this awesome guy, but now there's this distance that we're keeping from each other, and my back is like, dude, you got to get up. You got to do some movement, so movement is the first thing I want to share with you. Take time to, you know, do yoga. There's a free yoga um, channel called Yoga with Adrian. No affiliation here, but Adrian, if you're listening, your stuff is on point. My wife and I, we love doing that. Whenever we um, do our business meetings, we will, you know, find some time and sit down or not sit down. We have the yoga mats. Kids are, kids are in bed and we'll do some movement there. We'll do yoga. Um, it's a special time. It's like our date day slash yoga day. 
slash day movement day. <laughs> um, something else, you know, aside from movement is be able to engage in self-awareness. As clinicians out there, you're probably very good at self-awareness. So be able to acknowledge that if you're sitting behind the screen, maybe your eyes hurt a little bit more than in the past. I know my eyes now are like, man, this pain, where's it coming from? It's a very different thing staring through a screen, working with a patient. You know, we're still able to help and transform and, and aid individuals. But then the eyes are like, ow, you're hurting me. It's a little humor there for you. <laughs> but the eyes do hurt. And then my back will hurt. What about you? You know, what do you notice in your body? Be able to take time. You know, if you notice that your back's hurting, that your eyes are hurting, treat those areas. Don't just keep going. Because if you keep going at some point, you're going to get too tired. And then if you're too tired when you're trying to transform your practice or aid it and take care of it, you won't be able to. So those are two that I share with you. And then the last one that I share has just to do a little bit more with sleep and with your diet. Um, I'll share a little bit of a funny story with you. I've noticed that now since the COVID, one of the things that I'll do is I will snack like one of my kids. Um, my son Alex is four and he will... I don't know how he eats so much food, I'll tell you. Like he we had a food truck come to the neighborhood and he he ate a whole cheeseburger. Like <laughs> I'm being serious. He ate the whole cheeseburger and all the fries. And that's not it. He finishes that and then he goes into the fridge and he gets a yogurt. And then after that he gets two cheeses. And he gets those two cheeses and he goes, Look, I got a cheeseburger. And I'm like, where does this food go? Um I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's got a crazy metabolism. Um, but now I find myself, maybe maybe like him too, just snacking all the time. The refrigerator's there. So I have to be very, very mindful of that. And I share it with you because you may find yourself snacking a lot too. So I've been mindful of what do I snack on, what don't I snack on. Got to eat the greens or the orange stuff like the carrots, the kale. Not too much of those beautiful Doritos. <laughs> um, the other one is um, sleep. I try to make sure that I'm getting adequate sleep, you know, getting my six to eight hours. And I know that as clinicians out there, you know, these are boxes that maybe you've already checked or you check every day, and I could be repeating something, but you're here with me. And it's a very beautiful thing that you're here with me. It means that to an extent you trust this process that we're doing. You trust a counselor during your private practice that the information you're going to receive is useful and essential and allowed you to do all the things that you want to do in life. And because of that, I care about you and, and, and I care that you're, you're okay and that you're well and that you're breathing fine and that your family's fine and that your friends are okay and all those that you love and care and serve are doing well. So I hope that you know those strategies there are, are useful in your life. So now let's dive into you know the, the area of structuring your counseling practice with COVID. And there's a couple of components I'm going to share with you in no particular order. Uh, we'll start with HIPAA compliance security. You know, whenever you're changing a practice from face to face, security and HIPAA and privacy, they, they educate us on locking our doors, locking our filing cabinet, password protect things, right? And you know the gist of that. Now, one of the one of the changes is that you're going into video sessions or maybe you're doing emails and text messaging, whatever you may be doing. I use simple practice, no affiliation here as far as payment or anything like that. Um, maybe one day, simple practice, you'll connect with me. Um, but regardless, I love your system. I use it religiously. And on there, you know, they are HIPAA compliant. They follow all the rules and regulations. So one of the things that I think is vital to do in your private practice when you're transitioning over is, A, make sure that you're using a system that abides by those regulations. They're HIPAA compliant, secure, private, etc. 
the other um, area that I want you to look at is to make sure that you educate your patients, the staff in your office on the transition. I find if we have information, it allows um, us to feel more comfortable about, about what's going to happen tomorrow. So I'll share what I mean here. Whenever my practice transitioned over and some of the clinicians that I provide consultation for, this is the system that we went into. I encourage them to create, just like myself, a template. A template that said exactly what your practice is doing. And then in the template, you're going to put what it's like to have an online session. You can go above and beyond like I did where you create a video to let your patients know, you know, this is this is us, the practice, and we're going to go into online counseling and walk them through what the process is like. Here's the buttons that you click. Here's how you get into the system. Here's what happens if there's lags, like if the screen buffers or whatever it may do. And then go into um, the security of the system. You know, as far as using uh, first name, last name, what type of information will you, will you use on there? Um, all of those details, what they do is they allow you, the people that you serve, to just be ready. Um, and, and I've seen it work beautiful where I'll sit down with a patient and we're, we're doing the session. Um, and it could be a first session. And then they'll say something like, you know, it was really helpful that you had that document because I was able to go to the email. I saw what you were talking about and it was easy to click. And I know for some individuals out there, you know, they're tech savvy, but maybe some of the ones that you're serving are not, or maybe some of the people that want to seek your services are like, whoa, that's, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can go on there and do an online session and video that's, that's odd, that's different. I'm not sure if that's for me. Well, if you create this template and you do like, let's say a video where it walks them through the process, it eases the individual into it. And in reality, it's no different than what we see when it comes to videos that you see on YouTube as far as, you know, what's a therapy session like or what does relationship counseling look like? A lot of websites out there, maybe yours does, where you already educate, you know, users on your website to learn what a typical session looks like um, from mind nosy so <laughs> where i'll go on different people's websites and kind of just check out the scene i see there's a lot of beautiful work out there where some of you will write things as far as your first session expect paperwork and there'll be a lot of forms to sign so that's great because it lets them know and we want to do the same thing with the online space so that it walks them through that process now something else that we can look at too um, has to do with like insurance now i know that we're not insurance agents but being able to give those that you serve just some comfort that you're going to be there with them. Um, it could be a statement that you put on your website or you put on that template. You know, you could let them know that you, you're still accepting insurance. And during this process with the transition to telehealth, you're going to be there with them. You're going to you're going to walk with them, hold their hand and allow the process to be as, um, you know, as fluid and as comfortable as possible. Doing those small little tweaks, they go a long way. You know, it's like going into a store and it's well lit or going into a store and it's really dark and gloomy. Most of us, the one that's well lit, we're going to stay there a little bit longer and it's going to give us a better experience, even if they sell the same thing. I want you to think about that a little bit, even if they sell the same thing. So experience goes a long way. And I don't know why, but that reminds me of like, um, you know, growing up and maybe you heard this in a different episode with uh, I, I shared, but whenever I'll go to my dad's uh, alterations, he, 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 he has a business that he sews and repairs clothes. Um, I, like I, as an adult, I get that there's like a whole bunch of other tailors around town, but growing up, I would sit there and I'd be like, "Man, he's doing a good job of giving people a good experience." Like he would remember people's names and ask them questions. You know, well, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? 
And I think that makes people feel really good. I know it makes me feel really good when someone, you know, remembers who I am. And it's no different here what you're doing. You're working to give those that you serve um, the best experience possible, whether it's your patients or the staff in your office. So, so now let's kind of get a little bit away from um, the simple practice, let's say if you use them, or your privacy security systems. And let's get into social media. I know some of us out there are like, oh, man, why do you got to mention that social media? Now, there's different avenues of social media. You know, there's Pinterest, there's TikTok, right? I'm not into I, I, I'm, Some of my younger patients are into that, but <laughs> it's, it looks pretty cool. I see a lot of images on it. Um, there's Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, not Twitter. <laughs> That's like sometimes I'm getting too old where I'm like, man, it is not Twitter. My wife, she'll pick on me. She's a little more uh, tech savvy, if you will, or social media savvy. Now, for, for yourself, you know, when we're looking at this transition of being impacted by COVID, I think it's important to look at moving to that space. And what I mean by moving to that space is being able to communicate the same messages that you were prior, um, previously communicating, or maybe you weren't communicating and now you're going to, um, on the online space. So as an example, if in the past I was going around town shaking hands, saying, hey guys, um, my name is Juan, I have a counseling practice here in Greensboro, and I help um, you know people that feel stuck, people that want to be able to go from stuck to deeply connected in their relationship, right? To some degree, that's my elevator speech, but I do it with a close proximity. Well, COVID now is like, whoa, Juan, you better get six foot back. You know, put your message on an airplane and throw it. No, that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of funny. So, we 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 need to we need to uh, we need to stand up. We need to be curious. Curious, say what do I do? And then what we can do is you can create a social media account. Now, let's say you use Instagram. On Instagram, you can just remove a lot of your content from your websites, or just start from scratch if you don't have any onto the Instagram account, make a business Instagram account. And I will make this whole episode on how to do that, just more of the gist, right? So then from there, you're gonna be able to communicate with your ideal clients on there. So if, you're in, if your ideal client is couples, you can have your private practice on there. Let's say your private practice is called Bob's Counseling. Um, you can even throw in a little bit of a couple of terms in there that highlight couples, like Bob's Counseling, specializing in helping couples just so that people, when people land down there, they get to know it a little bit better and it makes sense to them. And then all of the images that you post on there or the content that you post on there is related to those elevator speeches that you would do. And if you go to an amazing site called Canva, C-A-N-V-A, mentioned on other episodes on the podcast, you're able to get tons of free artwork. And there's paid content on there too, but they have things on there for your Facebook, for your Instagram, um, for your LinkedIn, pretty much any artwork that you may need, it's on there and it's beautiful. It's amazing. I don't know why more people are not using it, but hopefully you're going to write that down and you're going to be like, I'm going to go check it out. And if you get stuck, Juan is here. You know, let me know. Reach out to me, email, whatever it may be, and then let's connect. Let's break bread. I'll guide you as much as, um, you know, in, in any direction that you want that you want to go. So kind of going back a little bit with a social media account, what, what I really encourage people to look at is to A, create content that helps. And then B, create content that connects to your website. So if on your website you have a page um, that serves couples, then on your social media account you're posting about that. You know, you could post five ways to help couples um, build intimacy. And then on the bottom you could put for more information, visit 
bobscounseling.com. So then people can just be directed in that direction. And most social media accounts, they allow you to click, um, where you just basically click on the image and it takes you to your website, or the person can read the URL, such as bobscounseling.com. They can type it in and go there on their own, or you can direct them to a certain place on your account. Like on Instagram, you can direct a person to go to your bio, and then on there, they're able to see the information and then follow the link. Pretty straightforward. Um, again, if you're kind of like, whoa, Juan, that is not pretty straightforward. Take a deep breath, right? Deep breaths of respiration. Pause it if you need to. I'm here. Reach out. You know, I'll walk with you. It's a journey. You know, the point of a journey is for us to be together and then to overcome, to address issues, to connect the dots. As far as helpful content, you know, I do think that's important. Just like creating a free product or sitting down with a patient and helping them tame anxiety or you know build calmness and and some of those anxious moments you're you're there and you're being effective and you're doing the best job that you can do so whenever you create your content work to do the same thing there all right so so far we've covered for the covid restructuring of the practice moving to the online space right we covered social media and then i want to share a little bit about seo search engine optimization um, so search engine optimization, I like to think about it as how people can find you online. Now, let's say that you and I went to a shopping center and we're driving in my car, which is a Ford white truck. Man, I'll tell you, that was exciting when I got my first truck. I don't know if it's a guy thing or um, I always wanted one <laughs> and, and I got one and then I was like, yes, I got my truck. And now I just throw random stuff in the back as if I'm like Juan the farmer, but I'm not really a farmer. Though, if you want to know, that's one of my uh, small goals or dreams at some point. I like to be able to have a little farm. And I know I went on a tangent, but hey, at least now you know that <laughs> at some point I want to have a little farm. So with SEO, I like to think about that, like you and me in that white truck, and we're driving into a shopping center. And on the parking area of the shopping center, right, there's this guy holding a taco sign, and he's waving it. But instead of a taco sign, it's your counseling practice. And let's say it's Bob's Counseling. But there's like a whole bunch of other people out there holding different signs. Jack's counseling, Kim's counseling, Juan's counseling. And then you and I are like, man, it's kind of crowded out here. What are we going to do? So then our buddy in the backseat goes, hey, guys, search engine optimization, SEO. <laughs> I'm getting so nerdy here. And what, what he's meaning to say is we need to put more, more guys out there that are like Bob's counseling. So then we start creating content. We start maybe paying for ads on Google Ads, right? We get someone to do our marketing and, and they pay for it and we got an ads account where keywords are on there, like counseling near me. So then that makes more of those guys out there holding the sign for Bob's Counseling. And maybe we create blog posts or maybe you have a podcast or maybe you have books that you've written and all of these actions that you're taking, right? Because you're curious about it and you're very ambitious about it. They start to replicate all of these bobs. So then we look at each other and we go, hey, you know, we're sitting in a truck. Pretty cool, huh? It's pretty cool that there's still a lot of other, you know, counseling offices around here. But the one that sticks out the most is Bob's Counseling. So that's what people mean whenever they say they want to be at the top of Google page. You know, they want to be able to rank for a keyword. They want to be able to effectively utilize search engine optimization SEO. 
And hopefully that made sense to you. And there's a lot of beautiful avenues um, to do that. Today, you know, we're looking at the COVID crisis and how to restructure your practice. So one of the areas that I think that we have to look at is a transition in the keywords that you're using. Um, if you have a marketing team that you're working with, you know, communicate with them. But if you're not, let's do this together. Um, I'll, 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 we'll walk through this journey. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Now, one of the easy shifts that I like to look at is just throwing the word online. Online meaning that if you're currently using keywords like marriage counseling or marriage counseling near me or relationship counseling or relationship advice, right? So those are your keywords. Um, and there's a lot of information online, like short term, uh, uh, short tail, long tail, um, where your shorter ones, longer ones. Overall, what that means is a short one is like relationship counseling. A long one is, um, you know, how to help my relationship after uh, conflict, right? So it's just more words making it longer. And then you always want to keep the people that you serve in mind because that gives you an idea of what they're looking for. I like to think about what people are looking for just like if you and I we're hungry, right? And we're like, man, I can go for some pizza. So then we would get on Google or whatever search engine you use, Google being Yahoo, and then we would write pizza near me, right? Pizza near me. So that's three words, not too long. Or we can write on there, you know, really good Italian pizza or, you know, authentic Italian pizza for a good price, right? So those, those are a little bit longer. And I'm, I'm, I'm playing with this with you so that it makes sense. So that when you look at, you know, the COVID crisis transitioning over, what you're wanting to do is you wanted to toss in more of those online words, online telehealth, teletherapy. There's tools that you can use on there. And then here is something that worked for me. And what I share with those that I serve when I'm providing consultation, go on Google. Google has experts that go way beyond my skills as far as how to utilize uh, keyword finders. Google in itself has a keyword finder where it's able to tell you what keywords are doing well and, and what keywords can um, populate a little bit higher in your area. Um, but if you get stuck, you know, reach out to me, uh, reach out to me via email, uh, connect with me on social media, and then we'll get the ball rolling in the right direction. Overall, from this conversation, as far as um, SEO, I, I find it important for us to shift those keywords to throw in either teletherapy, telehealth online so that you're ranking for what people are looking for. And the point of that is that when people are looking for counseling right now, people know that, well, most places are closed, right? So instead of you and I, and, and, and you know, here's, here's a great example. I don't know what I shared earlier. You and I right now, if we're in a COVID crisis or epidemic of life, we know that we can't go somewhere out to eat. So we wouldn't write good restaurants to go to, right? We would write places that deliver. So deliver is that new keyword. Make sense? And that would be on that like restaurant SEO section. So for us as counselors, the new keyword would be online, telehealth, teletherapy, um, online counseling, counselors that work online, etc. Keep playing with it. Um, the, the other area in... You know, I think about this, and, and it's interesting because COVID, in a way, it, it changes the ball game. It changes how we provide services. Um, it changes how we connect with referrals. It changes. The, I think it really changes the entire system of how business is done. But change is not always bad. 
change can be good. You know, change can allow us to look at things in a different perspective. And I think as clinicians, that's where that curiosity has to come in. You know, if you think for a moment, how can I utilize curiosity and ambition to support my counseling practice during this COVID crisis? And we talked about that today. I can use curiosity to use different keywords like online counseling. I can be ambitious and, you know, connect to referrals. I can, I can connect to them on, on a social media platform to make sure they're doing okay and to see how I can continue to serve those that they refer um, on the online space. So as you walk away from today, you know, I hope you walk away with guidance. Um, I hope you walk away with calmness too. There's different clinicians that I've, I've been working with during this COVID crisis. And I've noticed that, you know, when, when they're reaching out, it's often, it's often with some sort of crisis, which I get, you know, I, I totally get whenever my practice was transitioning, I was freaking out too. And I'll, I'll be very authentic and genuine with you, uh, aka, I just lost her name. Who is the amazing clinician that's all about vulnerability? It is not coming out. Brene Brown, there it is. <laughs> that one took a while to come out, but her, her work is amazing. And I'll be authentic. I'll be vulnerable with you that, you know, my practice, we got hit with a hard curveball that we didn't see coming. Um, but I think being able to practice your calmness and taking those deep breaths and then looking at the question, you know, how can I be curious during this process? How can I continue to be ambitious towards this process? You know, as COVID is happening, how can I make sure that, you know, the practice is going in the right direction? Today, we went over some key points. I want you to think about those. I want you to see if you can apply them in your life. Before you head off, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for sharing space with me, for being here, um, for, you know, for, for, for trying. And I use that word trying. It's a very interesting word. Um, I tell it to my kids. I say, you know, make sure you try because it means that you're going beyond participating and you're trying to, I just use it again there. You're, you're pushing to overcome challenges. You're pushing to see what you're not seeing, you know, that's in front of you. And then whenever you see it, and hopefully you saw it today during, the, um, during this podcast, it, it clicks. And then you go, okay, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop off this podcast and, and check out Canva. And I'm going to give a big push to, to the social media content. Or I'm going to communicate with all my patients, share a template with them on how to transition to the online space so that they feel comfortable and they feel ready and then we're good to go. And I'm going to put all of this information on my website. So when people land on my website, they know that we are still rolling. We're here to help and we are supportive of the, of the online transition. As you head off today, you know, if you can find time, reviews always help. Reviews help to get the podcast noticed, to grow our community, um, to let people know what we're doing here. You know, we're on this journey, but we're on together. And the more of us that can be here, the stronger we are. The more knowledge that we have, the more curious we can be, and the more ambitious we can be. Have a beautiful day. Have an amazing day. In your journey of private practice, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Please leave an awesome review and share this podcast with any counselor you think is working towards starting, growing, and scaling a counseling practice. Let's grow together in our journey. I'll see you in the next episode.